Good afternoon. Welcome to the Long Live Third Parties Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc., a third party's books publisher, sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case Fulani v. Kervanak, 973-F2D-1539, Court of Appeals, 11th Circuit, 1992. Friends, for multiple times, we are going to be discussing Lenora Fulani. Yes, she keeps it up. She keeps fighting for ballot access and also for other third-party related trials. So let us talk about this case today. It says here, Lenora Fulani is a doctor. I wonder what she got her degree in. I vaguely remember something about that before, but I wonder what it's all about. Get some good feelings going, friends, because we're going to talk about some empowerment and excitement today. So let's read from the record. Let's see what happened here. It says, quote, In this ballot access case, plaintiffs New Alliance Party, NAP, and Lenora B. Fulani, Fulani appeal from the district court's ruling in favor of defendants State of Florida and Hillsborough County Supervisor Elections Robin Kervinek, Kervinek. The district court held that Florida statute number 99.097-4, which excludes minor parties from a provision allowing qualifying by petition to waive unduly burdensome signature verification fees, does not violate the Equal Protection Clause of the First Amendment. End quote. It also goes on to say, quote, the NAP, which in 1988 was listed on the general election ballots of all 50 states and the District of Columbia, is classified as a minor political party under Florida election law. Presidential candidates of the two major parties are placed on the general election ballot by the governor. To gain access to the ballot, minor party and independent candidates for president must submit petitions containing the signatures of at least 1% of the registered voters in the state. End quote. Again, they're invoking the First Amendment and also the 14th Amendment. We love to see that. This theme is never-ending in these ballot access trials, and we love it. So this case centers on the idea this law allows the two parties to waive the ballot access signature fees, but not the third parties. It talks about how they have to pay 10 cents for each signature, and we had another trial where paying for 10 cents for each signature came up. And also... They do have an option where they can collect slightly more signatures and have an elections official look at a random sample. But this is a little less, it says, because the fee is based on the number of signatures they look at rather than the actual number of signatures. Still, it's not much. It does say Fulani managed to pay the fee. Which, in her case, was $5,631.20. So way to go, Fulani, for fundraising that amount. Way to go in collecting that amount. That's a good skill to have. Collecting funds. 
Here, later in the trial, they're again invoking the First and Fourteenth Amendment. It says here, Fulani and the NAP don't have a bone of contention with the fee itself, but they say they shouldn't allow the two parties to have it, but not the third parties. The law is not vague in this case, as it states the following. Let's read from the record. It says, quote, Section 99.097, parentheses 4, explicitly discriminates against minor party candidates. An oath in lieu of payment of the charges shall not be allowed to verify the signatures on a petition to obtain ballot access for a minor party. Appellants assert injury in that their right to equal protection was violated because they are forced to shoulder an undue burden on their finances in order to gain a place on the ballot, thus unfairly burdening their First and Fourteenth Amendment right to associate politically. Yes, that's a problem. The good news is, the judges here see it our way. They don't like this law. They argue, for example, the number of signatures one gets and one's finances does not tie to the number of support they can get in an election. They give an example in the footnotes, for example, an organization that would want to get on the ballot for homeless issues may have a lot of homeless supporters, so they could get a lot of votes in the election, but they wouldn't have a lot of money, whereas there might be some organization that has weird views, but they have a lot of money, so they may not win an election, but they can pay fees. They state specifically, quote, economic status is not a measure of a prospective candidate's qualifications to hold elective office, and a filing fee alone is an inadequate test of whether a candidate is serious or spurious. End quote. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It seems here that judges don't want them to discriminate against people based on income, based on their economic situation. Because if they did, then only the rich could get into office, and we wouldn't want that. So ultimately, they say the following, quote, For the foregoing reasons, we reverse the district court's judgment and remand with instructions to enjoin defendants from enforcing the provision of Section 99.097, parenthesis 4, prohibiting minor party candidates from taking advantage of the fee waiver provision upon written certification that paying such fees would impose an undue burden. End quote. Friends, let's get excited. Let's get excited. Let's get excited. Fulani won here. Way to go, Fulani. All these cases that you're going to fight for, you won this one. I wonder how Fulani felt and the NLP felt and AP felt on this day. It was determined they won. I imagine I would feel through the roof when I win a court of appeals case. So way to go, Fulani. Way to go. Jim Ron, Jim Rohn noted if 
you plant enough seeds, eventually some of them are going to bear fruit. So you just keep planting tons and tons of seeds. Perhaps this is what Fulani is doing, and we see the fruit. She didn't win every case, but she won one, and she got a major victory for third parties. So good job, Fulani. Long live third parties. Goodbye.